What's going on? You listen to Ken Cam and June Bay podcast and June Bay means message. And today's message is the last day of summer school. This is the very last day. And I am very thankful um, and glad about it. And I'm glad that you guys uh, was able to enjoy and uh, listen in and all that good stuff. So but we, without any further ado, we're about to get started. And I am glad that you guys are here. Um, much love to all the all the people that are in the diaspora and all the people from all over the world that are listening in and paying attention and taking notes and all that good stuff. So we're going to get to it. This is session six. This is the very last one. The very last day of the session so um don't forget to like comment subscribe we're about to get into our summer break so uh i got a break too right so uh this is section six and of course this is the introduction to african history geared for everyone designed to foster a life of learning right and um it will be once a week, but today is the last day. So um, let me know if you want to have a second session, like in August or September, let me know. Uh, I'm going to go over a few readings from Black authors, but we kind of focused our attention on stolen legacy. Now, we're going to identify and discuss major concepts in the book entitled Stolen Legacies, Chapters 7 through 9. I hope you guys uh, kind of read ahead and um, got in on this. And uh, you know, let's get let's get down with it. Uh, we're gonna briefly recap, uh, and we're gonna focus on the comedic mystery school. This is what everybody's been waiting on. Everybody's been um, really uh, chiming in, commenting on this part. No, do I claim to be an expert? No, not at all. I'm not uh, Doctor uh, Quasi or the, uh, Professor M from DC. Dr. Ben, but, uh, you know, this is some stuff that I have uh, picked up along the way. And so remember chapter three, Let, let's recap that. Uh, chapter three dealt with the comedic mystery schools briefly. And uh, remember brother GM James asserted that the Greek philosophy schools were the offspring of the Egyptian mystery schools. Um, still, is he right or wrong about that? You know, you guys can still make a comment about it. Uh, let me know. Uh, the Comedic Mystery Schools uh, not only dealt with the tangible sciences, but the esoteric and the symbolic. There's exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, the ESO, the inner uh, workings of it. Uh, the overall goal of the Mystery School is to liberate the soul from the body and become like God. All right? So we'll call it the initial rule. Uh, this is why the king would don the title of Sarah or Son of the Sun, Son of Light, Son of God, and so on. Uh, the pyramid text would state the Insubiti or the King of the North and South would become uh, an imperishable star. Would take that journey to the Sa'u of the imperishable star. So um, that was part of the pyramid text, which is thousands of years. Um, it was put together that, like three to four thousand years ago, but the story was way older than that. So 
uh, the mystery system was like a modern university. And according to uh, Dr. Kwesi, uh, it was like a person. It take a person up to about 40 years to gain this knowledge. You couldn't do it in 12 years. You could do it in 20. You had to do it basically from an early age all the way up. And the mystery system had three grades, three grades. It was the mortals, it was the intelligences, it was the source of light. And it took them 40 years, right? Now, chapter seven, chapter seven, let's get in on it. The curriculum of the Comedic Mystery School, there had to be a curriculum, right? This thing went, the, the foundation was the seven liberal arts and sciences that was very foundational for a student. I believe as an educator, you still need that. You don't just have to go into um, standardized testing and one plus one does not equal two kind of stuff. These are foundational things. What are they? Grammar. You have to be able to communicate uh, properly using the right words and the right um, phrases and so on, right? Arithmetic, mathematics. Mathematics is always key to a lot of things and so um and then rhetoric how to convey your thoughts you we may know we may have an idea but then if you can't put it together and formulate a sentence we don't understand that's the reason why a lot of our artists are struggling is because they cannot convey their thoughts properly right and then di dialectic or logic yeah you said a lot of words but does it make sense Okay, it is it is your train of thought proper? Um, that's why I think, in my opinion, we still need the liberal arts and sciences because these are very foundational, but they can be very profound also. Then they go to geometry. Uh, geometry isn't everything. I am sitting in a chair. If the geometry of this chair is faulty, I'll be on the floor, right? Then we got astronomy, the science of the stars. And that's how they gauge calendars, dates, seasons, everything. Um, some of the older uh, monuments, some of the older monuments was lined up in stars. Even though, yeah, it may be a bunch of rocks in line, but they was lined up to uh, the stars in the sky. All right. And then music. Music could, could communicate things deeper than words can. And I really believe that. I really believe that uh, music still conveys a message and that's it could be a positive message or a negative message. We've seen what's happening in society with a lot of a lot of negative music being played. A lot of negative music is being played and it's affecting people's minds. It's affecting their, their way of thinking, right? So the seven liberal arts and sciences, it's grammar, arithmetic, rhetoric, logic, geometry, and astronomy, or and music. They had to master all seven of these. You couldn't miss out on one. You can miss out on one. Your career as a student in the mystery schools was not long at all. Right? But if you mastered that, if you mastered that, then you go into the 42 books of Jehuti. That's when you get some that's when the Kari Heb or the priest become uh, a specialist in something. Now you have to be very knowledgeable in the 42 books of Jehuji. You cannot 
um, move further. This is where it gets into the 40-year period, right? And it goes into different orders and uh, the order of the singer, the singer or, or deuce, okay? The uh, horoscopus, which is astronomy. And then the hierogamut. The hierogamut dealt with writing, it dealt with literature, dealt with the um, uh, all forms of communication. There were the you know the dialectic. Uh, I'm sorry, demotic. Demotic is a shorthand form of hieroglyphics, and then there's a more there was a formal form of hieroglyphics, and then there was a priestly form. Hierogamma had to get in on that. He had to know this. All right. Then the stylistus, that person dealt with anatomy. They dealt, he dealt with embalming. So if this person wanted to become a the person that dealt with or handled the people that transitioned into the afterlife, he had to specialize in stylistus. Then the prophets. The prophets were the presidents of these mystery schools, and they had to be very knowledgeable in the 42 books of Jehudi. You keep, uh, and to my understanding, uh, at least 10 books thoroughly. There's a lot of brothers and sisters that we read. Yes, we read the books. Have you ever memorized the book? Man, that'll be something, right? That's why we say the people that came at their knowledge was way profound because they was they that was their process. And that's the reason why um, Dr. Ben and so many others uh, asserted the fact that these, these Greek philosophers did not, they didn't hang long. They was there for maybe 20 years and they was out. So the singer or Odos, the horoscopist, the hierogamut, the stylistus, the prophets, and the pestiphori. The pestiphori, let me uh, try to wrap this off the top of my head, but I don't want to do that. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Professor George Jean James, they were the they were the doctors. They dealt with medicine, medical uh science. They dealt with the science of medicine, okay, uh, for both male and female. So these were the medical doctors. These were the medical doctors. We had the singers, we had the astronomers, um, we had the people that dealt with hieroglyphics, cosmology, geography. The stylistics deal with justice laws and um, the anatomy and embalming. The prophets were the, were the presidents of the temple. They had to learn, according to Dr. James, 10 books and the pastor the doctors, the medical doctors. My question, if you, if you was able to do one, pick one, which one, which science would you have studied? Hmm. Y'all can tell me, y'all can comment or, uh, you know, uh, in the chat, y'all can put it in the, uh, y'all can comment uh, below. Which one would you pick? Would you be a singer, horoscopist, hieroglyphs, stylistics, prophets, and pastor Me, I would, it would be between the hieroglyphs and the prophets because I am a teacher. That's, that's, that'll be where I would be. All right. Now. Then they go into the sciences of monuments. That's what they had to know how to build these massive structures. These, pro these the, not, uh, not just profound projects like the pyramids, 
but the Tikkanen or the obelisk or even a small temple or a small building or even a house. They had to know how to do this. They just couldn't just say throw stuff up because like the Temple of Waset and, and many others, the Temple uh, the Edfu Temple and many others, they were uh, massive projects, but they lasted years, years upon years. Some was built over a 500 year period and you had to know what you were doing because if your part of the project would be off, everything would be off. And we as a people of society need to understand, uh, black people in society, we need, we need to understand that each person, each generation has a role to play in this massive monument. If we do not do right, the whole thing would be trash. Think about it. All right. So they had to get into the science of mind. So they had the um, several liberal arts and sciences. They had the 42 books of Jehuti. They had the science of monuments, but it's not they're not done. They had to do some. They, had to, they may have to specialize in some other stuff. These secret sciences, that's when they get into the deeper meanings and knowledge of the Nitaru, of society, of the mind, the news the soul, all of that. That's when they, they, they get into it. You know, as above, so below, and without, things like that. They get into that. All these Kari have had to touch on that. Okay? So they dealt with the <clears throat> education part, the building part, then the secret sciences. The reason why they was able to build these pyramids, the reason why they was able to build all these things was because of the fact that they they dealt with the person first. You can't build a pyramid. You can't build monuments of society without building a person. The education, the mystery schools of Kemet was designed to make a whole person. What do we have today? Hmm. Y'all tell me. All right. And the priest himself, the priest had to be, um, he had to show suitable proficiency. He could not be slacking. In order for him to move on to higher level of knowledge, he had to be proficient. He could not have a feeling great. He could not see his way out. He had to be excellent. Okay. He had to be the master. He had to be the master of it because one day he may be the master of that temple. If you're good, like I tell my students all the time, if you're good at something, be great at it. Don't play. You know, if you're good at math, be a mathematician. If you, if you love science, be a scientist. Be good at it. And also, um, Dr. Amos Wilson said um, many times in our education system, right now, our education system is designed to solve white people or other people's problems. We need to go into the education system prepared to solve our own problems, all right? What problems would you like to solve if, uh, if, if you had the opportunity? Y'all can, you know, tell me or comment, all right? Now, recap really quick. What's the main idea of Chapter 7? Y'all can tell me. Type it. What's the, what's the six major order, orders of the Kari have? Six of them. Okay, one of them is the hierogamic, my favorite. The other one is the prophets. There's four more. Which one would you have chosen? Out of the six. 
And what what is, I'm sorry, didn't put the is in there. What's the science of monuments? All right. And how did the Kyrie have know he or she was ready? Because there was women in it too. Don't play. It wasn't just all men going into the priesthood school. There were there were mummies uh throughout uh in Egyptian history that they, they, they were named priestesses. So they had to go to school too. Hmm. It wasn't just patrilineal or chauvinistic, male chauvinistic. The women got in on it too. Right? All right. Now, chapter eight, men fight theology. We touched on it before, but Dr. Uh, James, he touches on it again, uh, kind of recaps on that, right? The cos uh, comedic cosmology part one deals with the natural rule of chaos represented by Pata emerging from the primordial waters of noon. We talked about this before. Uh, it deals with chaos. Part one, chaos. And in the form of the of the, the primordial waters of noon, there was a hill or the Chijenin uh, or risen land. Tajenin. Tajenin. Risen land. Okay? So part one dealt with chaos. Part two, what did it deal with? Order. So we have chaos, we have order, and then that was represented by a tune, right? Okay, represented by a tune emerging from the chaotic water, sitting on the hill. That was force. That was energy. Okay, you have chaos and you have energy. And so part three deals with the Ennead. Nun, Nanuet, Haket, Haet, Amun, Amunet. They were, it was male and female. Okay, that was opposites. They may not have been opposite in what they were doing, but they were opposites as far as gender. Okay, Prime, uh, primeval water in space, matter in space, illimitable and then boundless. Head darkness and obscurity, Amun and Munet, the hidden and the concealed. And so, of course, Ptah, he represented the mind, the thought, force, creative utterance. He was a nature of order. He was also known as the great or grand architect. Hmm. Some people heard that before. But remember, the Ennead dealt with the opposites, and then Ptah dealt with order. Now we have Ptah, of course, the voice or creative, uh, the creative uh, mind, and then a tune, which is power. That it come, those concepts come together to create something, to create creation. And so it dealt with the Ennead in the form. Each one of them were part of something. Shoot, I know you guys can't see it, which is air, tefnut, moisture, geb, earth, newt, sky, asar, fertility. A set feminine principle in the seen world, set uh, opposite of good or chaos, and then nephthys so or nephthysi. Okay, the feminine principle in the unseen world. So, a and a tune, those creative forces came together to produce each one of these elements. Okay, remember, as I mentioned before, scientifically, each one of these. Uh, Neturu was personified, a symbolic of a chemical element. 
okay? And that is the, the mound here, Mount Kilimanjaro, deep in the south. So they had to see this somewhere. And they see it, they, they made the temples emulate what they saw deep in the south. It didn't come from the Mediterranean. It didn't come from Persia. It didn't come from Europe. This information came from the south. I said what I said. Right? So let's recap really quick. What's the main idea of chapter eight? Chapter eight deals with the, uh, the mystery schools, the Memphite theology. And part one of the Memphite creation story deals with what? And what did Ptah symbolize? And name the anyway. One more time. The main idea of chapter eight, part one is the Memphite creation story, deals with what and what did Ptah symbolize and named Ennead and what did they symbolize? Last thing, last thing before I cut you loose, last thing before I cut you loose. Chapter nine, Dr. Uh, Professor James deal with social reform. Social reform. Okay, so it was so many things he touched on, but he read this is the last chapter of the book. There was some annexes and appendixes, but this dealt with social reform. Once now that we know this information, like I said many times, now that you know this information, what are you going to do with it? He proposed that, of course, uh, we should have a we should see things through Af our African mind. And he also believed that um, the Greeks, of course, they did. They stole uh, that African information, so we had to name it as it is. He also mentioned that Black colleges are our beloved HBCU should be Black. Okay, they should focus on uh, the Black mind of education and uh, educating our Black youth from a Black perspective. Keep in mind that Professor James did come, was a professor at an HBCU uh, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. So he does know what he's talking about. Um, so in many cases, it's very important that we do that. He even touched on the fraternities and sororities um, that they have to have an African uh, perspective also. I do agree, um, you know, and there's there's things that we can always do, but it's very important that we do them, do something. Don't just uh, sit idly by and don't do anything at all. So that's that's a little bit about it. Okay, that was Stolen Legacy, all the chapters. And uh, this is and what's next? A new the next book. Um the next book we're gonna cover is hopefully Ethiopia, okay, the mother of civilization. But I hope you guys enjoyed King Cam and Jumbe uh podcast, the summer school. Edition. Okay, this is King Cam with Jubei Podcast. Jubei means message. And today's message is it was session six, the very last day of summer school. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. I hope you guys learned something 
Uh, will I come back? Yes, once summer is over. But I'm thinking about doing a session two next August. Y'all let me know. Um, let me know what you think. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. And I hope all is well with you wherever you are in the diaspora, in Kenya, in the United States, Dallas, um, Los Angeles, Houston, um, New York, all over. Um, trying to think of the fam out there, Nigeria, um, Saudi Arabia, Germany. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening, and I really appreciate it. And this podcast has been brought to you by Peachy Cam Events and Designs and, and Pan-African Connection Bookstore, all that stuff. So I really appreciate the love, and I really appreciate you guys putting up with me for these last few weeks. And I will talk to you later. Have a good one. Once again, one more time, King Cam and Jumbe Podcast, and Jumbe means message. See you in the fall. Let's get it.